Hello and welcome to our new podcast channel, Advocate by ASEAN Parliamentarians for Human Rights, or APHR. This is a four-part series, Parliamentarians at Risk. I'm Oliver Slow. In this episode, we look at the situation in Thailand, where less than a year after the 2019 general election, the Future Forward Party was dissolved after a campaign of harassment against its members that also included a dozen of its MPs losing their parliamentary seats. The dissolution of Future Forward was one of the factors in the emergence of huge pro-democracy demonstrations that are currently sweeping across Thailand and that include calls for major reforms to Thailand's political establishment. This series, part of a wider research project by APHR, aims to draw attention to the scale and consequences of the human rights violations faced by MPs in the region and their impacts on democracy and society as a whole. These reprisals come in the form of, among others, judicial harassment, surveillance and being arbitrarily stripped of their parliamentary status. APHR's new report on this important topic, Parliamentarians at Risk, Reprisals Against Opposition MPs in Southeast Asia, is available on our website at ASEANMP.org. Subscribe to our new podcast channel, Advocate by ASEAN Parliamentarians for Human Rights. Please share, subscribe and leave reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. In the middle of September 2020, tens of thousands of pro-democracy demonstrators held two days of peaceful protests in Sanam Luang, an area of great historical importance in the shadow of Bangkok's Grand Palace. On the second day of the protests, the 20th of September, student leaders installed a new plaque in Senam Luang, declaring that Thailand, quote, belongs to the people and not the king. Organisers said it was a replacement for another plate that had marked the end of absolute monarchy in the 1930s, but disappeared in 2017. The new plaque was removed hours after it had been laid. The protests of September 19 and 20 were the largest so far in the growing pro-democracy movement in Thailand. Demonstrators are calling for the dissolution of parliament, the drafting of a new constitution and the end of the intimidation of activists by the government. More recently, they have questioned the role of the country's monarchy, a topic that was previously off-limits due to the country's strict lay majesty laws. The current protests have been triggered by a number of factors, including the economic impact of the coronavirus pandemic as well as the dissolution of Future Forward, which many people, particularly young people, viewed as being able to bring meaningful change to Thailand's political establishment. There is also widespread anger at the dominant role the Thai military continues to play in the country's politics. Senior figures in the Thai cabinet, including the Prime Minister, are former senior officials in the army, while the country has had at least 13 military coups since it became a constitutional monarchy in 1932, including two since 2006. In the last few decades, a bitter political divide has opened up in Thailand between mainly urban royalists known as the Yellow Shirts and supporters of former Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawatra, better known as the Red Shirts. Thaksin was overthrown in the 2006 coup and now lives in self-imposed exile. Thailand's most recent military coup occurred in May 2014 to overthrow the democratically elected government of Thaksin's sister, Yingluk Shinawatra. The new government was formed by the National Council for Peace and Order, or NCPO, headed by former Army General Prayut Chanacha. Shortly after, the NCPO issued an interim constitution that granted itself sweeping powers and established a national legislature 
that was dominated by military personnel, with General Priot at its head. In 2017, the NCPO enacted a new constitution that attracted widespread criticism from human rights groups, including APHR. Critics of the new military-drafted charter highlighted anti-democratic clauses that would entrench the militarisation of the country's politics and undermine the power of elected officials. In the interim, plans for a general election were regularly delayed, until in January 2019 the Election Commission of Thailand announced that a much-anticipated poll would take place a few months later. The date of the general election is officially set on Sunday, 24th of March. A year before the vote took place, a new political group, the Future Forward Party, was established. It was headed by businessman Thanaton Zhuangrung Rangkit. Previously, he had been vice president of the Thai Summit Group, the country's largest auto parts manufacturer. In the build-up to the 2019 election, Future Forward had campaigned on a ticket of demilitarization of Thailand's politics, providing social welfare for all, as well as major reforms to the economy, which is dominated by conglomerates with close links to the government. Speaking at his party's headquarters in Bangkok in early 2020, Thanathon told APHR that the party had been established to bring an end to the years of stagnation in Thailand's politics, particularly the role played by the military. When we look at um, Thailand two years back, when we um, set up this party, the junta was there for, what, five years? And there was no sign of election. And we thought that the country needed to change. There must be a new political party that truly fights for democracy in Thailand. And we don't see any existing political parties out there um, could carry the mission. So we thought if the, there's no one willing to do it, we we do it ourselves. The reason why we set this party up because we don't see the future. We don't see hope um, in the country. And if we don't change, if we, if there is no structural changes in Thai politics, there will be no progress. Um, that's what we want to achieve. That's why we set up this party. It was a message that many people agreed with, especially young voters. In the election, Future Forward surprised many observers, emerging as Thailand's third most popular party, winning 81 parliamentary seats and nearly 6.3 million votes. Gaoporn Siri Heard, who's 24, was one of those who voted for the Future Forward Party in 2019. Going back to the coup, you can see the struggle between the two sides, the, the reds and the yellows. and So Future Forward offered something that both cannot. It's a, it's a way out. Because the, the two conflicting sides have been at it for, I think, a decade and more. So when, when Future Forward came in, they offered a new way out, a third way out. So I think that's significant for a lot of people. And then comes the policy as well, the transparency that they offered in their policies. I think that's why a lot of people, especially younger people, are into them because they offered something that has never been here before. I remember feeling this sense of hope uh, that it's the first step of uh, solving the stalemate that Thailand has been in 
for a decade. The military-aligned Palang Pracharat Party won the election, however, reinstalling their candidate, General Prayut, as Prime Minister. There was significant criticism of how the election was conducted. In a fact-finding mission report published after the vote, APHR found that the poll was, quote, flawed and failed to satisfy the military junta's commitment to return to democracy. Issues raised by rights groups included the outsized role a military-appointed Senate had in forming the next government, media censorship in the build-up to the vote, and a lack of independence and impartiality of the National Election Commission. Pianuk Kotsan, the director of Amnesty International Thailand, said the vote had taken place in an environment that was restrictive for human rights. The election was held in the highly prejudiced condition, and also this was after the long period of military government were used to restrict the right of freedom of expression and association assembly. And even before the election period, authority create unfavorable conditions in which individually contesting official plan for political transition face persecution, which create a challenge for people to speak up. Panatorn said he viewed his party's success in the election as a wind of change in the country's politics. People kind of get them tired of the political stalemate we have since the coup d'état in 2006. So it's been so it's been ongoing for like you know uh, uh, more than a decade already, and people want to transition back to democracy. People want um, normal lives, you know. So, however, the party's electoral success also attracted the attention of authorities. Shortly after the vote, a series of criminal cases are opened against Thanaton and other future Ford MPs. Human rights groups have said the charges are politically motivated. In May 2019, just weeks after being voted into office, Thailand's constitutional court suspended Thanaton from his duties as an MP. He'd been accused of registering his candidacy in the election while holding shares in a media company, breaking electoral rules. On 20 November 2019, the court altogether disqualified him from being an MP. In the end, he spent just one day in Parliament. Human rights groups have pointed out that other sitting MPs, including those aligned with the military, also hold shares in media companies they have not been either investigated or suspended by the court. At least 27 criminal cases have been opened against future Ford Party MPs and members under a range of repressive laws that restrict fundamental freedoms. They include the Computer Crime Act, Organic Political Party Act, Public Assembly Act, as well as sections of the Criminal Code. Future Ford Party members have been accused of spreading fake news, undermining the constitutional monarchy, and criticising the constitutional court, among others. In February 2020, the most extreme measure yet came when the Constitutional Court announced the dissolution of the party. It had found the party guilty of breaking clauses in the Organic Political Party Act for accepting a loan from Thanaton that exceeds the lending limit of 10 million baht, or about 300,000 US dollars, over a 12-month period. The court also stripped the party's executive members of their MP status and ruled they can play no role in politics or establish a political party for 10 years. The government has consistently defended the decision, saying it highlights the independence of Thailand's courts. Gao Porn Sirihud, who voted for the Future Forward Party in 2019, said the decision to dissolve the party was a disappointment for his supporters. You know, it's a slap in the face for 6 million people who voted for the party. And it's not the fact that it's this ban, but is the fact that it's disbanded without uh, a legitimate cause. If Future Forward Party was disbanded out of 
legitimate cause, we would say it's all right because we prefer justice and transparency. But they did not do anything wrong. Pianuk Kotsan from Amnesty said Thai authorities had deliberately targeted the party and other pro-democracy forces. Both before and since the election, the authority have used sweeping legal restriction to persecute members of the party and distort the party and disqualify the party. You can see the volume and frequency of the complaints against the political party and against the members certainly give impression that authorities are continuing a pattern of misusing law to stifle political opposition. Amnesty International keep call for authority to drop the charge. APHR has also called on Thai authorities to drop politically motivated charges against future forward party members and other human rights defenders and pro-democracy activists. When asked why he thought authorities were targeting future forward MPs, Danathon said, Some of them, they use this tactic to distract us, to make us lose focus. We have to spend a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of energy, a lot of focus in dealing with these cases. So I think on one hand it's very tactical. Secondly, I think these cases not only aiming at distracting us, they also aim at leveraging, use these cases to leverage politically against what we do, that they want to use these cases um, to make us compromise, to make us not standing firm on what we believe, on what we, what we are fighting. You know. Thirdly, you know, I think it's about getting rid of us from the political arena. We are too dangerous for them. Our existence uh, would, in the long run, um, jeopardize their stronghold of power. So I think it's, it's a distraction, it's a leverage, and it's an attempt to destroy us. The shutting down of an opposition party in Thailand will have a major impact on how the country functions as a democracy. Not only has the ruling party strengthened its position by removing opposition voices from parliament, such a move may also deter other MPs from being critical on certain issues. Such a scenario weakens the ability of parliament to act as a check and balance on the government. The cases against the future forward party follow a broader worrying trend in Southeast Asia of governments creating trumped-up charges to shut down opposition voices in parliament, undermining the work MPs do or stripping them of their parliamentary status. With the future forward party dissolved, 12 of its MPs stripped of their mandate and its senior members banned from politics. Many of its former MPs have joined the Move Forward Party. Led by Thanaton's successor, Peter Lim Jaronrat, the party has vowed to continue the progressive agenda of Future Forward in Parliament and is planning to enter Thailand's local election, which could take place later this year or early next. Now banned from politics, Thanaton said he would stay involved in the movement behind the scenes, continuing to campaign for an end to military rule in Thailand. Young people in particular voted heavily in favour of Future Forward Party in 2019 in the hope they would be able to bring meaningful change to the country's political establishment, which has long been dominated by mainly male, pro-military and pro-monarchy figures. However, with Future Forward removed from Parliament and many of its senior members now banned, thousands of people have now taken to the streets, calling for a major shake-up of Thailand's political order. Future Forward's dissolution is not the only reason for the protests, however. There is widespread anger at the glaring economic inequalities in Thai society, which have been exacerbated by the coronavirus pandemic, as well as the curbs on fundamental freedoms under military rule. Amid the current protests, many of its leaders have been arrested and charged with criminal offences, including sedition. Yanissa Vararaksapong is involved in the current demonstrations, 
having organised protests at her school in Bangkok. She described the movement as having three demands and one dream. Um, the three demands are um, for the government to dissolve the parliament, to amend the constitution, and the third one is to uh, stop harassing uh, the people. And the one dream is to reform the monarchy. These are what we want, but ultimately, I think these demands show that we, we want to change the rule of the game and to really get um, the democracy and the, the equal society. This movement, it's not a, a one-person-led or a one-group-led movement. It's, it's everyone speaking up their minds and it's everyone coming together for the main cause is democracy. And I think that is what really makes this movement in Thailand unique. Political demonstrations in Thailand have a bloody past. As the pro-democracy movements look set to grow, Thanaton said that whatever future protests look like, he hopes they will not turn violent. We hope that the fight for democracy will not lead to another bloodshed. We want to continue our campaign peacefully, but you know, the thing might, things might get worse. I just hope that um, no more people die fighting for democracy in Thailand. Only the unity of the people, only the will of the people, collective view of the people doing this together, campaign this together, that would bring democracy back to Thailand. It's not going to be a short um, struggle. We'll see that a long journey. Um, we have to stand very firm um, ideologically and continue um, our effort to fight for change. So. It's going to be long. This episode of APHR's Parliamentarians at Risk podcast series was written and produced by me, Oliver Slow, with editorial input from Elise T.A. Daguset. Thanks also to Daniel Quinlan and Joe Freeman. APHR's work was supported by the Swedish International Development Cooperation Agency, or CEDA, the Norwegian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and the Open Societies Foundation. For more information about APHR's work, please visit our website, ASEANMP.org. This series is from our new podcast channel, Advocate by ASEAN Parliamentarians for Human Rights. Please share, subscribe, and leave reviews wherever you get your podcasts. The next episode will be released on October the 14th. Thanks for listening.